This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Wow. Did you see it? Were you watching the Oscars? Probably not. I was not. I woke up this morning and I saw the headlines. Then you can't miss this thing. We'll get to Biden. We'll get to Ukraine. Uh, The mess he created, by the way, continues to create. But first this, because this is a big moment culturally, and it reveals a lot, I think, about what's wrong right now with America. Uh, But again, Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Wow is right. What happened here? Now, look, 1.5% of me thinks this might be a setup, a hoax that they're both in on. We'll get back to that. Probably is the real deal, though. What led to this? What is happening? Uh, Everything was fine. Take a look. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? G.I. Jane, okay, that was with Demi Moore. She shaved her head, I guess. Uh, Jada Pinkett there is, uh, has no hair. She has a condition, whatever. She doesn't like it. Take a look at Will Smith, though. He just heard the joke. He's laughing. He's enjoying it. And about seven seconds later, he's about to punch out the guy who told it. Next. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. It's a great reaction from Chris Rock, by the way. He he handled this very well. He he kind of made light of it, but at the same time, like there's no escaping what the heck just happened. And then this might have been worse than the hit. Uh, Will Smith starts using really ugly language, not only on national television, on international television across the globe. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Well, that's a problem that he has. A real, real issue. We'll get to that in a moment, but back to Chris Rock, how he handles it and how he kind of stays. This guy's very, very good. I'm going to, okay? (laughs) I can, oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. So we are here to uh, give a documentary out. And that was a great line. It really was. Greatest night in the history of television. Had to say something. He handled it well. But the moment a man assaulted someone in front of a global audience. Now, that is a crime. 
whether people were watching or not, this is assault. And we all saw it. It actually is against the law in California. Let's put up that law. Assault and battery. Any willful and unlawful use of force or violence upon the person of another. All right? There it was. But Will Smith is famous. He's popular. He's rich. He's powerful. He's black, too, and I think that might have something to do with it. Security didn't come up to him and say, may we have a word with you? The cops didn't come. No. Ten minutes later, he gets the big trophy of the night, best actor. And the Oscar goes to... Now look at this, hugging it out with John Travolta. He just hit a man, they're all clapping, they're all... Look, this is the way Hollywood rolls though. If you're rich, you're powerful, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Pause on, uh, on him for a moment. Harvey Weinstein, everybody. Harvey ran Hollywood for a long time, but everybody knew that Harvey <laughs> was a predator. But he was rich, he was famous. He could green light a movie, he could get you in a movie. So. No one ever called the cops. Apparently, Kevin Spacey may have been the same way, had all kinds of issues, but rich, popular, famous, protected. And possibly most disgusting of all, a convicted pedophile, Roman Polanski, was given an Oscar, even when he was a convicted pedophile. And the Oscar... Goes to Roman Polanski for the pianist. Roman Polanski raped a 13-year-old girl in the 1970s. He's been convicted of it, and look at how they applaud him. I actually think that he's popular in part because of what he did. Why else? Did anybody even see that crummy movie that he made? No. This is a really, really bad place, Hollywood. Back to Will Smith, uh, trying to spin himself out of this uh, crazy situation. He tried this. Making this film, I got to protect Ingenue Ellis. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people. Nah, just live your life. You can love all you want. Protect people. Let the cops do that. I get the sense that he's a wannabe cop. Who does he think he is protecting people? Does he want to be a bodyguard? That was very strange. Next. Now, I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have 
People talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. It's kind of like life, actually. You know, not everybody's going to like you. It's rough out there, Will. And Will, you've had a pretty choice ride. Take a look. Yes, he's worth $350 million. He's a $42 million house that is the size of an airport terminal. Many, many movies. He's been doing this for a long time. Maybe that's part of the problem. When you're famous and rich for a very long time, from a very early age, with minimal education, maybe you just can't handle it. I don't know. And he's given the critics a lot to work with. His, look, personal situation with his wife is very odd. It is a polyamorous relationship, reportedly said to be. The practice of having separate intimate relationships with two or more people at the same time. They've both spoken about this from Will Smith. We have given each other trust and freedom, and marriage for us can't be a prison. The experience is, to me, is the highest definition of love. And she says, rather cryptically, one thing I'll say is that there have never been any secrets in trying to get to a deeper understanding of love is going to be forged in the fire. All right, everybody seems to know that they do whatever they want. And that can lead to outbursts, I think, like we saw last night, when you go from zero to light speed in a half a second. Now we have this from the big speech. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. He's right about that, actually. Fortunately, he didn't go much deeper than that. Look, Denzel Washington apparently warned him about what the devil can do. And the big takeaway I want for these celebrities who I've never met, <laughs> that those two spend time together. Denzel is a Christian. He speaks about his faith quite a bit. He encourages people to get into scripture. And I think he could learn a lot from Denzel because whatever he's talking about, whatever he's doing, it's not cutting it. I want to be an ambassador of that kind of love and care and concern. Um, I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. This is a beautiful moment, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying for winning a, an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me. It's about being able to shine light on all of the people. Uh, all the people who helped him make King Richard, a movie that nobody saw. Very few people will see. It's a story of some guy named Richard. I guess he was the father of Venus and Serena Williams. Movies these days aren't what they used to be. Everybody knows that. And he speaks like they invented a new instant cure for COVID. That's what these people think of themselves. It's just a movie that you probably won't see. And if you do, you'll forget about it before it's over. Now, was Will Smith sincere last night? I don't think so. I think he was acting during that speech because here he is just a few minutes later. Pump up the volume, please. I know this song from the 90s. It's not considered uh, very good. But uh, there he is, having the time of his life, 
Do you go from that tearful apology, speaking about God and the vessel you want to be, to uh, partying down to your own crummy music, surrounded by sycophants and fools? I think you go home for some introspection, don't you? Or maybe go to a diner with Denzel. Again, the moment. <laughs> uh, adults know how to handle it. Uh, I guess he's not an adult. You want to see an adult who could handle it? Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Remember them? Well, of course we do. And we love them. And Don Rickles, the master comedian. Man, insult comedy was his thing. And boy, he could. But people understood it. And they were more mature back then, I guess. Take a look. And the governor is the great politician of all time. He laughs at anything. My brother died. <laughs> America, our governor is dumb. <laughs> That's a joke, governor. <laughs> that's maturity, that's style, that's grace, and that's intelligence. Then Governor Reagan of California was no dummy. He was incredibly smart. He knew that. He was confident. And that's why he could take the joke. A very different time. Today, we actually have major stars stepping up to defend, defend Will Smith. Tiffany Haddish, you know her, defends Will Smith's Oscars 2022 slap. She calls it the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yes, when I saw a black man stand up for his wife, that meant so much to me. What could it have meant? Hmm? Violence turns her on? I, I, I don't know, but... Uh, the Oscars put out a statement, a very weak one at first. The Academy does not condone violence of any form. Wow. As if anybody does. And then the rest of the statement goes on about what a great night it was or could have been. And So what do they do? They had to have a meeting and they had to say, OK, what do we do now? Politically, what can we do? I mean, Will Smith is we, we don't want to be called racist. What do we do here? Uh, and then they see which way the wind is blowing. Mm, they come out with something slightly tougher. The Academy condemns the actions of Mr. Smith at last night's show. We have officially started a formal review around the incident and will explore further action and consequences. Okay. Violence, by the way. They don't like violence. Hollywood does not like violence. I mean, nobody likes violence, but it's interesting. Everyone's freaked out about this slap, including me. But we see far worse dramatized all the time. We see about 5 million deaths on television by the time you reach the age of 60. I saw a study that said that once, plus or minus. Take a look. Oh, it is a little slut, isn't it? And we can go on like that for, I don't know, 6,000 years showing clips like that. We've all seen it. But when we see it in real life, this is true. Outside of war, I think I saw one guy get hit in the head with a bottle 25 years ago, and I still think about it. So could this have been a hoax? 1.5% chance. 1.5% chance. Number one, the ratings. Hey, they need something. No one is watching the Oscars anymore. Look at what happened. Since they've gone woke, by the way, and Trump was right, when you go woke, you get demented. They've lost, what, 30 million viewers? Because movies used to 
bring us together. Now, if I can go to the 2022 nominees for Best Picture, do you know any of these movies? Belfast, Coda, uh, Dune is a remake. I don't know any, I guess King Richard I know because of the punch. Don't look up, I heard something about that. So movies used to be like young and old. We all went to the movies and it was kind of beautiful. 1976, these movies are still classics, still classics. Rocky, All the President's Men, Network, Taxi Driver. Uh, Let's go into the 1990s. Every year had like movies that we still, Forrest Gump, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Pulp Fiction, Quiz Show, The Shawshank Redemption. I would watch all of those in a row. Maybe except for Four Weddings and a Funeral. All right. So back to the, uh, the moment, take a look. Could this have been faked? There is a chance. Chris Rock's whole body is not displaced. If you hit me and a guy that size, I'd probably go flying, at least lose my balance, my footing, and he doesn't. What do you think? Could it have been a, a stunt? And remember when we saw Will just smiling and chilling? Something could be up. I know it's not a big deal, but whatever. Will Smith, I hope you're talking to Denzel right now. When we come back, Joe Biden cleaning up the mess from his disastrous trip to Europe. Be right back. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? The fake news, they're in a real fix because everybody knows Joe Biden is making catastrophic mistakes that are jeopardizing our national security. He keeps shooting his mouth off like this. People literally will get shot, all right? This is, it's a crisis. Joe cannot control his mouth. Take a look. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light of decency and dignity of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. He's talking about Putin. And that was an ad-libbed line, apparently. Joe may have felt like a tough guy when saying it about Vladimir Putin, but you can't say it. We're trying to make peace with this guy, all right? That is a rookie mistake. He's not Joe Biden in Scranton anymore in a bar with his dad or whatever. He's the president, and he's speaking like an idiot. And he did it every single step of the way over there. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would would trigger a response in kind, whether or not you're asking whether NATO would cross, we'd make that decision at the time. Responding in kind says that we would be used chemical weapons as well. That is not our doctrine, that we would respond in kind. For him to say it out loud like that, This is dangerous stuff. Is he greenlighting the Russian shootings and chemical weapons? How will will they interpret it? We don't know. That's why you gotta be very careful. And then there was this. And you're gonna see when you're there, and some of you have been there, you're gonna see, you're gonna see women, young people standing standing in the middle of the front of a damn tank, just, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. All right, telling U.S. troops, members of the 82nd Airborne in Poland, 
that they're going into Ukraine, they're going to war, what's happening? That's what he seemed to be saying. So he's back in America now. Everyone's scratching their heads. What were you talking about? What were you talking about? And he's in denial. Well, everything's fine. What are you talking about? Don't be ridiculous. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know- None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. Mr. President? You, you interpret the language that way. When you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not gonna tell you. Why would I tell you? You gotta be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. He's in denial. He doesn't, uh, maybe he doesn't remember what he said. Responding in kind does imply that we would use chemical weapons. The arrogance, the insults, calling this guy silly. That was uh, Peter Ducey, by the way. Excellent job. The media, it's hard for them to cover for this because it's really, really bad. But they are covering up for Joe Biden. All the Sunday shows, the big Sunday shows, right? They did their best to take care of Joe in what was probably one of the worst foreign trips ever for an American president. The self-inflicted, horrifically stupid mistakes. Uh, the This Week show on ABC, look at how they talked about stories that were maybe not so hot for Republicans. After some bizarre questioning from Republicans, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson moves one step closer to confirmation. Newly revealed messages show the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas urged the White House Chief of Staff to overturn the 2020 election. Ooh, those bizarre Republicans with their bizarre questions and, oh, Mrs. Thomas trying to overturn the election. The spin, the spin, the spin. Always negative about Republicans. Now, when it comes to, again, the disastrous statements of Joe Biden. Is that in the headlines? Of course not. Show of force. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia. President Biden wraps up his trip to Europe with a blunt warning to Vladimir Putin. Don't even think about moving on one single inch of NATO territory. <laughs> uh, show of force. Don't even think like he's talking to some kid around the block. Don't even think of coming on my lawn. I, what about the major, major gaffe? One, two, three, at least. These are serious problems. They're buried. They're protecting him. And they've always done that. Here's an admission from the Washington Post. Their fact checker, a guy named Glenn Kessler, old habits die hard. When I covered Biden in the Senate, he'd often step on the finely crafted message of his prepared text with an ad lib that would send his staffers behind him slinking in their seats. You see, the swamp has always known that this guy was a shallow, empty gas bag, but it was cute. There is, they're on the same team. So that's just Joe being Joe, right? 
Vice President Biden sticks his foot in his mouth again. Joe Biden sticks his foot in his mouth in Japan. There's been another verbal faux pas from Vice President Joe Biden. Vice President Joe Biden definitely has a reputation for speaking his mind, and his off-the-cuff style has got him in, into trouble uh, yet again. Yeah, it's just cute when you're the vice president or some dopey senator. This should have eliminated him from the vice presidency, but it didn't. Why not? Everybody had that reaction. This guy? For real? After Barack Obama made the announcement, they showed up on 60 Minutes together. I mean, you have had, um, you from time to time put your foot in your mouth. Sure, I have. I'm certain that Senator Obama was aware of that. Um, I'm confident. Everybody's aware of it. And by the way, it's not just something that's happened in his advanced years. When Joe was in his mid-40s, when he ran for president, I'd like to show you, this is Joe desperately trying to remain in the race. This is 1987. I think he's 46 years old. Joe has been caught in a series of lies, and uh, the issue of controlling his mouth was an issue then. Do you feel you're able to control, to put in the vernacular, your mouth that you can think before you talk? Well, I've been in this business for 15 years. Um... And uh, I, uh, um, I let my record of 15 years versus the transgression that you're referring to uh, stand. And you can make, you all can make that judgment. I feel very capable of uh, using my mouth in sync with my mind. It's Jack Nicholson in The Shining. This is a very strange guy. He's had this problem for such a long time. And he was supposed to be the normal one. Remember? Remember how much words matter? They do but it's just something that sounded good. He had no ability or interest in making good on this promise. George, you and I know, and I think you do too as well, the words of a president matter. The words of a president matter. And the words the president says matter. You've heard me say it before, words matter. And the words of a president particularly matter, no matter how good or bad a president is. The words they utter matter. I'll conclude with what you heard me say many times before. The words of a president matter. Even a lousy president. Even a lousy president. Words do matter, and his words are getting America into trouble. He doesn't even recognize it. He says we're ridiculous. He says we're misinterpreting. I'm going to blame Barack Obama for help getting us into this fix. He picked, in 2008, Joe Biden to be his running mate, and everybody knew that he was a clown, a superficial, vapid guy from a small state. Why not? I mean, Barack Obama's young. He needed an older guy. Barack Obama had no experience. He needed a guy who'd been around. So he filled in the boxes. He checked the boxes, right? And listen to Barack Obama so smoothly endorse this guy. That's all I care about. And uh, But, you know, there's going to be a lot, I'm sure, a lot of things said. Uh, I like who he is, and I think the American people will. And I think together uh, we're going to win this election. Joe's going to end up being one of the finest vice presidents we've ever had. I like who he is, and I think the American people will too. So full of themselves, huh? Anyway, another terrible legacy of Barack Obama, Joe Biden. Stay with us. Uh, The president, the president we like, had a great rally this weekend. We'll have highlights and some other stuff coming up.
Eric Bowling is back, and he's fighting big media, woke politics, and cancel culture. Every afternoon, Eric's new The Balance tells the truth and exposes the big lies. Watch Eric Bowling every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. You thought it couldn't get worse. All right. So the president had a big, great rally in Commerce, Georgia on Saturday night. Newsmax covered the whole thing live. The only uh, major cable station to do that. We're proud to do so. Uh, This is great content. And I really think you should take the time to watch the whole thing. Here are two of my favorite clips. The truth is, I ran twice. I won twice. And I did much better the second time. And now we just may have to do it again. All right. The crowd loved it. I happen to agree. And we all think he's going to do it again. Uh, Oh, now this, the language got a little, uh, not everybody liked it. A lot of people did. (laughs) Take a look. You have people like John Kerry worrying about the climate, the climate. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next 300 years. You know what he said. Is that a good thing? Probably not. But uh, hey, he's not a politician. That's what you got to remember about him. Not a politician. Um, He's from New York and he's a billionaire. These guys are different, especially him. All right. Now this. Who's the opposite? Do you want your house back? Take it. So the fake news is really going after Ginny Thomas. She is the wife of Associate Justice of the Supreme Court, Clarence Thomas. She's a conservative, and um, I think she's great, and they can't stand her. Uh, The hyperbole, the -the over-the-top rhetoric about her text messages, it's offensive to me. Here's a sample. Ginny Thomas sought to guide the president's strategy to overturn the election. A push to overthrow, to overturn the election. Ginny Thomas and the dozens of text messages she sent her pen pal, Mark Meadows, to encourage him to overturn the election. We see an effort by her to help overturn the election result. His wife sent text messages to then President Trump's chief of staff, urging him to overturn the election. No. No. A lot of people had grave concerns about the fairness of the election. We wanted that investigated. We wanted it checked out. We still have a hard time believing that Joe Biden got all those votes. It's okay. Joe Biden's the president and it's okay to have those doubts and concerns. And now they're trying to make Justice Thomas recuse himself from any future litigation regarding any of this. Um, It got worse on the Sunday shows. 
Uh, you saw those text messages from Ginny Thomas, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife. I want to read just two of them. Uh, one on November 6th, she said, do not concede. It takes time for the army who is gathering for his back. And then on November 19th, sounds like Sydney, meaning Sydney Powell, and her team are getting inundated with evidence of fraud. Make a plan. Release the Kraken and save us from the left taking American down. I mean, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Do not concede. I said do not concede. And I said it on television because it wasn't over. All right. There were serious questions about the fairness and we wanted them checked out just because a Democrat says they won doesn't mean they won. Now, of course, she takes the bait. This is Amy Klobuchar. Jonathan, the facts are clear here. This is unbelievable. You have the wife of a sitting Supreme Court justice advocating for an insurrection. Well, there they go. Again, just jumping the shark, going too far in insurrection, their favorite word. By the way, have you noticed they they love fighting for a chance when the Democrats are at a disadvantage, right? I mean, remember the hanging Chad guy? Remember Florida 2000, right? Remember, we litigated that. We looked hard at that. But uh, no, because they wanted to cancel Trump. This uh, they never never stood a chance. It was all an insurrection. It was all anti-democratic. So let's look at the Jeannie Thomas text messages, please. They're not that big a deal at all uh, from Jeannie to Mark Meadows. Help this great president stand firm. Mark, you are the leader with him who is standing for America's constitutional governance at the precipice. Totally fine and legal, by the way. The majority knows Biden and the left is attempting the greatest heist of our history. Hey, give me a second here. It's okay to think that. All right. It is. Maybe she could improve it. She had her doubts. You have investigators go out and check it out, which really actually never happened the way it should continue. What else did she text? Where's the part where she urges an insurrection? This is a fight of good versus evil. Evil always looks like the, I'm sorry, the, the, Vitor, not sure what that means, until the king of kings triumphs. Do not grow weary in well-doing. The fight continues. This is a pep talk. Do not concede. It takes time for the army who is gathering for his back. All right. People speak about military metaphors all the time. I once heard about Biden's battalions, okay? A battalion is a unit in the military. A battalion for Biden. Biden forces, okay? doesn't literally mean military or an army. It means supporters, unarmed supporters. Next, please. Biden crime family, yeah, and ballot fraud co-conspirators are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now. Well, people have been arrested, as you know, uh, over coming days and will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. It didn't turn out that way, but you know what? That's... Um, prominent Washington woman. There are all kinds of things being said. You're allowed to say things in America. And the fact that we have these text messages, I find that kind of weird. The Electoral Count Act of 1887 provides for the objection to the electoral count. If you have concerns and you can put them in writing and you're a member of Congress and you can team up with the U.S. Senator, there is a mechanism to contest the electoral votes. And that is constitutional. That is legal. And boy, does that bother the hell out of the left. All right. I want to wrap up this segment with this. When it comes to January 6th, I think I finally figured out what happened, why they let those people in. Elections have been contested before. Back in 2000, 
a House, House member stood up. They couldn't get a member of the Senate to join him. Remember this? Uh, Mr. President, it is in writing and signed by several House colleagues on behalf and myself of the 27,000 voters of Duval County in which 16,000 of them are African Americans that was disenfranchised in this last the, election. Uh, the, the gentlewoman will suspend. The question, um, the part of the question uh, that I'll put again is, uh, is the objection signed by a member of the Senate. Not signed by a member of the Senate. The Senate is missing. Wow. Couldn't get a senator. Same thing happened in 2017. This is before Trump was inaugurated, but after he won the election, Jamie Raskin, one of the impeachment managers. Remember him? He tried it, but he couldn't get a U.S. senator to join him. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? It is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. All right, so they tried. Under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, they tried. I think the concerns about the 2020 election were far more serious. And Republicans tried and succeeded. You had members of the House and members of the United States Senate coming together and putting it in writing. I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. So what would happen next? A debate, possibly more, an investigation, because of course, they fulfill the law, the Electoral Count Act of 1887. So... It's the debate they wanted to stop. They wanted to stop the debate. That's why they let him inside. That's why Capitol Hill cops just stood by and let the protesters inside. Can you explain what's going on here? How about that little cop who waved everybody up, letting them inside to stop the debate? They wanted to stop the debate. And how about those cops who just walked away moments before Ashley Babbitt was shot? One hell of a weird time to take a coffee break, don't you think? And there they go. Because if a woman is killed, well, obviously, you just got to wrap things up. You just got to stop. You can't have a debate with a dead body outside. We've not gotten to the bottom of any of that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. So take a look. This is Friday in Austin, Texas at a public school, wrapping up uh, Pride Week with some sort of drag race. Uh, well... What do you think, huh? It's not exactly math or gym class. This is a little much, uh, we believe, for children. 
What do you think? Uh, it was a school day on Friday, right? This is not uh, the 4th of July in, um, I don't know, Seaside Heights, New Jersey, or uh, Red Bat. I don't know. This doesn't seem appropriate to me. And I don't think it seems appropriate to Ken Paxton. He is the Texas Attorney General. Uh, sir, welcome back to Newsmax. Your personal reaction to what you just saw as a person. We'll get to the AG part in a moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want my children. They're, they're, they're adults now in their 20s, but I certainly wouldn't want them to have been a part of what I know happened there. It would be unconscionable, and I, I wouldn't put my kids through it. So, and, and the word pride, by the way, gosh, it's, um, it's more problematic, I think, than some people recognize. You have contacted the district specifically, and you're saying they may be in violation of, of the law. How so? Yeah, so the Texas legislature has required that parents be involved in decisions as it relates to sex education. Here, they're clearly talking about uh, gender identity and, and alternative lifestyles. And that's a decision that should be made by parents, not by the local school district. They have to go to the parents. And in this case, it doesn't look like they were doing that. They even suggested that the children uh, keep everything quiet and not talk about it. Yeah, here's that uh, portion from an in-school presentation about keeping the whole idea of pride activities uh, between themselves. Let's put that up on the screen, please. We have it in black and white. They don't want the kids talking to their parents about what's going on. May we, for a moment, if you don't mind, put that on the screen? Okay. Please remember that we agreed to keep what happened in this circle confidential. <laughs> That's a problem right there. And I believe you just uh, mentioned this, uh, Mr. Paxton. That is against the law. And I'd like to put up the Texas law violation. A parent is entitled to full information regarding the school activities of a parent's child. An attempt by any school district employee to encourage or coerce a child to withhold information from the child's parent is grounds for discipline. They did it anyway. What can you do to them? Yeah, so we've highlighted, obviously, we've let the world know. That's the first thing, transparency, so that you know and, and parents know. And now, under Texas law, it's up to the parents to go in and complain. They can complain to the school board. They can go to the Texas Education Association, and then it can be dealt with at that level. But right now, all we're trying to do is make people aware of what Texas law is and what parents have, have the ability to do if they want to. And by the way, just, and I only have uh, 15 seconds left, your sense of the mood there in Austin. Austin is a bit of a leans left politically. Is there an uproar? Is there a groundswell or is there pushback even against you? No, I think there's some pushback, I think. But in general, I think most parents would find this objectionable and would want to at least know before their kids went through this. Excellent. Ken Paxton, Texas Attorney General. So much on your plate, sir. We appreciate you making the time to be continued and we'll be right back. Imagine the benefits of fasting without the hunger. Introducing Prolon, a revolutionary patented nutrition program that nourishes, rejuvenates, and curbs hunger. I have so many clients that will say to me, tell me what my options are. And my answer is always, well, there's only one option, and that's Prolon. It really is the only program in the world that mimics 
fast. To learn more, go to ProlonFast.com, save 25% and receive 20 free fasting bars on your first order. Prolon, the fast that lets you eat. The wind howled through the forest. Now, America's favorite and most talked about bear is back. Introducing the one and only, original, and newly redesigned Trumpy Bear. Now you can celebrate Trumpy Bear's legacy of promises made and promises kept by one of the greatest presidents ever who will never be forgotten. Trumpy Bear's tie now features America first and his thumbs up. Let everyone know he will always be there for you. Just find the secret zipper and pull out the American flag themed blanket and show your patriotism by proudly displaying Trumpy Bear in your home. Trumpy Bear can even honor your own family heroes. The new Trumpy Bear's American flag will always fly with pride as he keeps America first. This super plush American grizzly is super soft and made with incredible detail. Trumpy Bear is here. Trumpy Bear is there. Trumpy Bear is everywhere. Keep your thumbs up with Trumpy Bear because he'll always be there. Don't delay. Now you can order one of the most talked about bears anywhere. Order the finely crafted super plush Trumpy Bear for only three payments of $19.95 with free shipping. We'll even include a special certificate of authenticity. Trumpy Bear is not sold in stores, so don't miss out on owning a priceless piece of American. American history. Trumpy, the most fearless bear anywhere. Order now and let your Trumpy Bear's flag fly high so he will never be forgotten. Don't miss out on this special opportunity and let your Trumpy Bear get away. Order now. To order your Trumpy Bear for three payments of $19.95 with free shipping, call 1-800-250-3556. That's 1-800-250-3556 or go online to realtrumpybear.com. It's been a tough year. The nation is divided. Looters are running rampant in the streets. And resources are more limited than ever. Introducing Strikeman. A dry fire training system that allows you to develop and hone your shooting skills without the need for live ammunition. Using our signature target, laser cartridge, and smartphone holder, along with our advanced phone app, you can safely and efficiently practice your shot wherever you are without worrying about precious resources. You'll get live feedback and accuracy metrics to dial in your perfect shot. Train when you want, where you want, without the cost and worry of traditional shooting practice. Put the power back in your hands with Strikeman. Well, here's something. Will Smith has now offered a real apology, it looks like, on Facebook. He says he he apologizes directly to Chris Rock. He says he was out of line and wrong. He's embarrassed by his actions, not indicative of the man I want to be. He apologizes to the Academy, to the producers, uh, to the Williams family, to everybody watching. And he says he's a work in progress. Definitely. Small step in the right direction. Be right back. Thank you. 
Thanks a lot. Uh, sorry about all the commercial breaks. Stinchfield is next, and I'll see you tomorrow.